0: Focusing on and today, we're in Acts chapter four, verses 15 to 22, where the uh, the title is the apostles stand up to the cancel culture. Uh, we're going to have fun with this one. The apostles stand up to the cancel culture. And as you know, the cancel culture is out of control and it's coming for all of us. The cancel crowd, cancel Culture crowd is on a rampage. No one is safe, not even Mister Potato Head or Pepe Le Pew. Right? It, it's crazy what's going on. But listen, there's an agenda. It, this agenda hides behind tolerance. It hides behind tolerance. But these are these are people who are the most imp- tolerant people I've ever met. I've run, dealt with many of them here in New Hope. The reality is they won't tolerate anyone who believes anything different from them, because tolerance is we. Tolerate different ideas, and we love and respect each other, and we can discuss that. But their idea of tolerance is we won't tolerate you if you don't think exactly like we think, and believe me. And they also use racism as a weapon. They're actually using, causing more racism, dividing our country more and more b- b- with the attempt to use racism as a weapon. They're using it as a weapon. These are the, I've dealt with these people. I've been close contact. They're the most racist people you've ever met. And yet they use racism as a weapon, and it's just complete hypocrisy. But as we'll see today, the cancel culture is not new, and their true goal, and this is why I'm going to hit it here, their true goal is to cancel Jesus Christ. That is the true goal. I remember 20 years ago, New Hope Community Church, when we started 21 years ago now, and if those, anybody still here from 21 years, some people, you remember the policemen at the services, we had policemen there, and and there was a group trying to cancel us, didn't want us to start the church in New Hope, try to cancel us because we believe God's word, and we stick to God's word, we speak the truth in love, and and there was a, a radical group that did not want us to have a church, and they tried their best, we had policemen for three months in the service, I could always count on at least two people. The church uh, for the Sunday service. Uh, the two policemen and then uh, and I. They tried to cancel us. They tried to keep us from coming. They spread lies. They smeared us. They protested. They came in and tried to disrupt us with all of their tolerance. and uh, And so I remember. Uh, I remember warning my pastor friends. I had about a couple hundred pastors on my email disbursement. I blast out an email saying, you guys better be ready because what we're going through, the whole country's going to face someday soon. It's coming to the whole country because the real goal is to cancel Jesus Christ. And you would have thought I had leprosy, right? They No, but one guy wrote me back and said, uh, Chuck, maybe you're under a little too much stress out there, you know, and starting a church in New Hope, you know. this is This is not going to happen, you know. In America, you know, this is the united states we have a constitution yeah and and they they all i mean they really people really thought i was crazy they don't think i'm crazy anymore they don't think i'm crazy because now it's the whole country right it's the whole country they're trying to cancel uh jesus right and and here we are what We experienced 20 years ago, the whole country is getting hit with now. I remember my main antagonist, some of you might remember her, Mary was her first name. I might say her last name. But Mary, I remember having it out with her, and she was the one driving and sending out the petitions and spreading lies. We had the police, police, uh, the TV station there one Sunday morning. Remember that? It was crazy. In the paper, lie, 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 lie. And I remember talking to her, and I I said, listen, you know, uh, I remember she said, you – you we're going to put you in jail someday someday we're going to pass these hate crime law hate crime ordinances. it is going to become hate crime laws and we're going to put you in jail someday for what you preach and and uh and i and i that she that was their goal and now we're seeing it in canada they're doing it in canada they're putting pastors in jail literally in jail it's crazy uh, it, Un- unbelievable what's going on all over the world but but we went round and, but she and I went round and round and round because I tried to engage with her I just said listen we can have a conversation we can talk about this let's get together we went round and round and round and finally she's, she finally nailed it she said you know what the, the problem is it's Jesus you, you believe Jesus and I don't you believe everything Jesus said and I don't She claimed, it really comes down to Jesus I go yes that's it Thank you, God. We're there. And I just, I wanted to, it wasn't about all that other stuff. It's about Jesus. And, and, and I, that's where I wanted to be focused on Jesus. And, but that also is what she started to focus on. Wait, Jesus is the problem, right? And, and we're all seeing this develop today. They're really setting up to try to cancel Jesus, that's the end goal. And coronavirus, what has happened with it is giving us a glimpse of what is coming. The way that they've they've closed churches and and treated churches differently from everybody else. If they are treating churches like they treat everybody else, fine. But but casinos get a pass and churches don't. It shows you there's something more going on. New York City, they they they. Closed the churches, and they closed the synagogues, and the Jews couldn't have their weddings, and and the Christians couldn't even have Bible studies and someone called them out, and I can't remember if it was Cuomo or de Blasio, I can't remember which one it was, but they said, wait a minute, but you're treating churches differently, you're letting these protests, look like riots to me, but anyway, protests, you're letting those go on, but you're not letting church Bible studies, me and and he goes, yes, that's right. We're treating them differently. You know, it could, it, you know, the, it was unbelievable. They admitted it was really about spiritual. It, it's spiritual, and and then. We we have to understand be a glimpse of what is coming. The whole vaccine thing that's happening. And once again, I tell everybody, pray about the vaccines whether you take it or not. That's between you and God. Pray about that. We don't you know, judge that. But that is giving us a, a glimpse of what is coming. It's called 666. Because now they're talking about vaccine passports. And you have to have the vaccine to buy and sell. And this is laying the groundwork. The, the vaccine is not 666, but it's laying the groundwork for it. You see them controlling people, with the whole vaccine passport, and that's what's going to come someday with the 666. If you haven't been listening to my Revelation series, get on the horse, you know, better better start listening because it's coming a lot faster than you realize. And they're talking openly in in the United States about re-educating Christians openly talking about it. we need a concentration camp uh, they'll even call them gulags and we we need these we need these edu- re-education places to teach christians to think the right way they're talking openly about this and there's been no pushback there's no like what you know you know the, the, the media is just like running with us it's it's craziness and and, and but it's already happening it's happening, in China. Canada's getting hit pretty hard, but China, it's been going on for a long time. And I don't know if you've been following the news. Oh, I guess you wouldn't have read it there. But I hope it may be Voice of the Martyrs or Open Door Ministries. Have you been following what they're doing in China? They have the Chinese Christians in these re-education places right now, and they have windowless facilities. They have them down in these basement windowless facilities, and they have the Christians down there, and they're trying to get them to renounce Jesus Christ and stop following Jesus Christ. And the one guy who they, they interviewed him, uh, he said, I just wanted to die. It was so bad. I just wanted to be dead rather than go through what we were going through. It's, it's mental torture, and they also use regular torture. This is what is going on. The end game, the end game is to cancel Jesus Christ. Christ. that is the goal it's anti-christ and that's what covid has exposed with the you know, the way they treated churches and bible studies versus everybody else you know that just expose pay attention it it exposes the true agenda they're treating churches the same as everybody it wouldn't be but churches get special limitations you know it's just it's just unbelievable uh and and so I'm not even going to go any further with that. Anyway, the ultimate goal of the cancel culture, mark my words, is to cancel Jesus Christ and his word. That is the ultimate end goal. And we're going to look at what the apostles do. We're going to look, let's look at how the apostles handle this very thing. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you for the worship. I thank you for each person who's here or listening, watching this. Lord, we know that we're, we're here for a reason that your, your Holy Spirit has drawn us to open our eyes to your word and to prepare us for what is coming and, and to, to prepare us to, to stay in close communion with Jesus. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so uh, we're going to look at we're going to see here in God's Word that this is nothing new, this cancel culture. is nothing new. It started 2,000 years ago with the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. They thought they canceled Jesus, right? And it's continued all throughout New Testament times. We're going to see this in the book of Acts as we go, unbelievable per- persecution. All throughout the book of Acts, what the apostles did. I want to look at how they handled cancel culture. And we're going to be, this is the first time but we're going to see it many times throughout the book of acts let's see how they handled the persecution and lessons for us as we take our stand for jesus christ and and just a quick review the apostles healed the lame man by the holy spirit's power they went witnessed to the power of the resurrection through that that healing they, they preached and witnessed many many people were coming to christ and so what did they do the religious authorities jailed them. They threw them in jail. Remember, they threw them into jail. And now the thought police come for them. Let's pick it up in verse 15. So they ordered them to withdraw from the Sanhedrin and then conferred together. What are we going to do with these men, they asked. Everyone living in Jerusalem knows that they have done an outstanding miracle, and we cannot deny it. But to stop this thing from spreading any further among the people, was warned these men to speak no longer to anyone in this name. Then they called them in again and commanded them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John replied, Judge for yourselves whether it is right in God's sight to obey you rather than God, for we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. After further threats, they let them go. They could not decide how to punish them because all the people were praising God for what had happened. For the man who was miraculously healed was over 40 years old. So, wow. So, let's just let's, let's just read verses 15 to 17 again. So, they ordered them to withdraw from the Sanhedrin. Then they conferred together what... Are we going to do with these men? They asked. Everyone living in Jerusalem knows they have done an outstanding miracle and we cannot deny it. But to stop this thing from spreading any further among the people, we must warn these men to speak no longer to anyone in this name. They tried to quarantine the apostles' faith. Right? They tried to quarantine the apostles' message. They tried to quarantine the gospel. That's what they tried to do. But look how the apostles handled it. And this is really key. It is, it's just a key, key thing I want you to focus on here. A key lesson for us in the USA today is as our faith is increasingly attacked, as we're facing increasing attacks, and I believe persecution is coming soon Soon, look what they do. Verse 18. This is, this is Memorize this one. Then they called them in again and commanded them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John replied, judge for yourselves whether it is right in God's sight to obey you rather than God. For we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. Powerful. Powerful. What did they do? They just kept talking about Jesus. They just kept talking about Jesus. That's what they did. They, they, this is called civil disobedience. They practiced civil disobedience. They didn't riot. I mean protest. They didn't protest. Uh, because what, what happens when you riot? Well, look what just happened all summer. You make a mess out of the message, right? You make a mess out of the message when you react violently, when you react with that anger and hatred. You make a mess out of the message, and look what it has done in our country for all these messages that have been, they're, they're a mess. But the apostles didn't do that. In fact, if you can study church history, there was never a violent uprising by the Christians. after all. In spite of all the persecution they went through, there was no violent protest no violence no attacking no anything they they well we're going to see as we go on it's okay to civil disobedience is taught biblically but you have to be willing to suffer the consequence we're going to get to that in chapter 5 but what did they do they they didn't riot that makes a mess out of the message they they stayed focused on sharing that message i remember 20 years ago when we were had the church started and and we all the attacks and the crazy things that were said about me, the crazy things that were said about our church, crazy, crazy lies, just outright lies. <laughs> I, oh boy! Uh, and and I remember someone talking to me <clears throat> from the community, someone higher up in the community, and they said to me, "How do you do it? How do you control your people? How do you how do they you keep them so?" Controlled and they're not responding. The other side looks crazy. The other side looks crazy. They're foaming at the mouth, you know. They're they're saying crazy things and 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 we know they're not true. But but your folks don't respond. They just they just they don't respond. They don't back down either. They're not responding, but they're not backing down. They just keep staying focused on your the ministry there. How do you control them? So well. I, Pretty charismatic guy. Uh, I say, drink the Kool-Aid. They drink the Kool-Aid, you know. I said, I'm not doing it. The Holy Spirit's doing it. And that, that I remember the person saying, "Huh?" I said, "The Holy Spirit. I don't say anything. the Holy Spirit's the one doing this, not me." They were like, "Huh." They saw the difference. And and that's what we see here with the apostles. They just kept talking about Jesus. They practiced, practiced civil, civil disobedience. Get that? Civil, civil disobedience, which allowed a very key thing. It didn't make a mess out of the message. It allowed the message to penetrate. Look at verses 21 to 22. After further threats, they let them go. They could not decide how to punish them because all the people were praising God for what had happened. For the man who was miraculously healed was over 40 years old. The people were all praising God in Jerusalem because they saw this amazing miracle. And, and what did they finally do? They released them. Why? They had a release program for the apostles. They couldn't deny it. They couldn't deny it. It allowed that message to penetrate, and it also gave them no grounds to keep the, the apostles in jail. They had to release them. They just kept, they went right out. We're going to see as we go here. They just went out and kept speaking the truth in love. Speak the truth in love. Key, remember Ephesians 3, 4, speak the truth in love, it says. They just kept doing that, and they let the power of God speak for itself. That's what they did. Every transformed life. Every transformed life. Ours and those we reach with Jesus Christ. Every transformed life is a miracle that the cancel culture can't cancel. I'm going to say that again. Every transformed life is a miracle that the cancel culture cannot cancel. Are we prepared to practice civil biblical civil disobedience are we prepared to do that will we keep talking about jesus no matter what the cost no matter put us in jail no matter what the cost are we going to keep on speaking about him at school or at our college at our workplace in our neighborhood at the games we're at wherever we are are we going to in our with our families are we going to keep on talking about the gospel, keep talking about Jesus no matter what the cost. Are we living transformed lives? The, the key was this, this, this lame guy was healed. There was a huge transformation. And he said, Jesus did it. There was a transformation. Are we, we, are we living transformed lives in the power of the Holy Spirit that can't be denied, that can't be ignored? Do we walk the talk? Got to keep talking, but do we walk it too? Are we, do people see that in our life? Both are very, very vital. Are we ready to stand up to the cancel culture? We better be because uh, it's coming for us. It's coming to cancel us. It's coming to cancel Jesus. They can't cancel Jesus, till so they cancel us. They, they're trying to cancel Jesus and his word all throughout history. This isn't anything new. All throughout history, true Christians have been persecuted because of their faith. True Christians. Not the frauds, not the fakes, not the weeds. We're seeing them all over our country, right? But the true Christians. 2 Timothy 3.12 says, in fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Have you ever been persecuted? If you haven't, men, you better take a close look because everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. And, and you better be ready because if, if you're going to really live for Jesus in our culture, you will be persecuted. The canceled culture did not start in 2016 with the elections. Everybody, oh, it started there. You know, because Christians were up the attacks because Christians who were trying to save babies' lives did did, you know, you know. Have to hold their nose and vote, right? You know, that because we're trying to save lives. And so, a lot of people think that's where it really started, because of, you know, I'm going to say it, President Trump. I haven't said it in months and months, but President Trump. A lot of people think it started because of Christians trying to stop, trying to fight against abortion and save babies' lives. Well, listen, it didn't start then. 2015. I remember reading it. 2015, when there was a different president. Connect the dots. Uh, In 2015, they had the Homeland Security put out a special report on potential terrorists. Potential terrorists. And I looked up to reread it again because I just remembered that two main criteria that were on the list of potential terrorists: strong pro-life views and uh, and also a focus on Bible prophecy. This is yeah, yeah. Homeland Security, this is who they identified as potential terrorists. (laughs) That would be us. That would be us. Ironically, Al-Qaeda was not on that list because that would have been politically incorrect to include them. They weren't on the list. So if you study the book of Revelation and you try to save babies from being murdered, that makes you dangerous. But if you fly planes into a building, uh, you get a pass. It cancel culture did not start in 2016. It's been going a lot earlier than that. Some of you might, not too many, it started along, started with evolution, the the Scopes Monkey trial. We just came for monkeys. It started way back when evolution started to be pulled into the schools, and we're just monkeys. It picked up steam in the 60s when the Supreme Court ruled, took the Bible and prayer out of the schools. I know it sounds crazy to the young people today, but there was a different America where they actually had Bibles and prayers in schools. Right? Uh, it, it, but now we brainwash our kids. You came from a monkey. There's no God. There's no Ten Commandments. The NEA, the, the teachers have an official plank supporting abortion. What does that have to do with teaching? Right? Why, was that, why, are, they, why are they giving millions of mo- dollars to, to support abortion? It, it, it's insane It's go, talk about going against your job security too, right but it, it's crazy it's crazy and and now what 's come in now is this critical race theory, which is just you know marxism you know it's crazy what they brought into the schools they're brainwashing the kids they're, they're creating a whole new generation of Nazi youth. Yes. Study history this is the, the new Nazi youth have been prepared, are being prepared. And, and listen, it, it, cancel culture is really hitting our country right now, but it's already full steam all around the world. It's been going great guns for a long time in the Muslim-dominated nations. There's open season on Christians. There's been genocide going on year after year after year and, and the church is asleep and the media is, is behind, supports it. Get rid of Christians, of course. But, but the church has been asleep here. It, it's been unbelievable what's going on. And they, they're, what they're doing, I just mentioned China, what they're doing in China to the Christians is unbelievable. But it hasn't stopped the gospel. It hasn't stopped the gospel. There's now 100 million Christians in underground churches in China. In spite of in spite of persecution, no, because of persecution. It, it, it it's it, it's it's you know and now they're openly talking about this very thing in the United States, re-educating Christians, putting us in gulags, you know, concentration camps, openly talking about it. But sadly, and this is where my heart breaks. Sadly, for many Christians, there's no need to do that. <laughs> they're doing it to themselves. <laughs> Locking themselves in basements, allowing the media to brainwash them, listen to whatever the media says, allowing the brainwash, letting the Antichrist media and the Antichrist government control our every move, our every breath and how we worship. Isn't that what's happened in America? and and it all starts out so seemingly innocent be careful cuz of covid listen we're all you know we're all careful I, I got my mask. you know you know you know it all starts out so innocent uh you know be careful social distance wearing a mask although the scientists uh, well, MIT, I well MIT know if you saw the it was even it was even on CNN this week or something you know, the MIT study but but uh but you know, we, we all were careful, social distance, masks. That's, it's good. We, we should be careful. We don't understand what's going on. We still don't fully understand. I'm not saying we shouldn't be careful. But it starts out so innocent, and then we saw that churches have special limits and special regulations. And now we know there's more to it than just being careful. Looking out for our neighbors, we know there's more to it then, because why is it okay to be masses on the streets rioting and, and that's OK, but I can't have a Bible study in my house. right? So then you know there's an agenda, there's more to it. And then, then we saw the vet, you know, in the, never mind, the casinos were open and churches weren't, you know uh, come on you know you know they didn't close in Pennsylvania they they said so churches couldn't do anything but they didn't close the abortion clinics they didn't close the pot shops selling the marijuana you know they didn't close those i mean it doesn't take a genius to figure out there's an agenda here and and then this vaccine comes out and at first it was suggested this is a vaccine you can take if you want to be and and but you're not going to not going to be pressured it's your choice to do this right and look how it's morphed Look how it's morphed. Now you have to. T- you better take this. And they're talking about passports. And-, and there's all these battles going on. And once again, I always said, it, you got to pray about this. It's between you and God. You know, we have different people, different... Physicians of the church—it's not supposed to divide us—but but now you're pressured, and they're talking about these these passports, and they're, and you're seeing people getting fired from their jobs, and you're seeing all this happen, and and you're gonna ha- you're saying you're gonna have to take this. You've heard the speeches recently. You're gonna have to take this. Presidents and popes, you know, gotta take it. You know, and it's crazy. And even if you're not comfortable morally because of the abortion technology that went into that. Even if you have a moral problem with that, too bad. They they're even just saw Connecticut. They voted to remove all religious exemptions for all vaccines. You know? It, it's, it, there's a, a purpose behind it. Mark my words. Mark my words. It's not about the vaccine. It's not about COVID. It's not about any of that stuff. This is all preparing us for something much bigger. Much bigger. If you haven't been following my prophecy series online you missed it because i've been predicting this all along you're you know over the last year predicting it it this is preparing us for the antichrist and the mark of the beast the the vaccine is not that i didn't say that it's not that but it's preparing us it's laying the groundwork preparing us for us and and, I, and i'm afraid i'm afraid so many christians are just going to people who Think their Christians are going to take the mark of the beast because they have no discernment. They are not being; they they just are being brainwashed with the world. But even worse, but even worse than that is that many. Christians are allowing the world to squeeze them into their its mold. Where so many Christians are being squeezed, are conforming. They have a worldly worldview. They don't have a biblical worldview. They have a worldly worldview. Whatever they say on TV, they just believe it. Whatever their teachers say, whatever their professors, whatever you know the. Doc, Dr. Fauci, you know, says, hey, just believe it, you know. And I'm just using it as a, a prop there, okay? All right. So, but, but, but the point is, you know, yeah, evolution. Yeah, you know, all these things. Yeah, just got to believe it. Just got to believe it. And so many Christians are having their worldview formed by the world, and they're conforming to the world. Christians are caving in. They're afraid to speak up. For Jesus Christ. I'm not talking about COVID and regulations. I'm talking about something bigger. They're afraid to speak up for Jesus Christ because they're told, you've got to just keep quiet. You've got to keep quiet. And, 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 and when we do that, we have been canceled. When we're afraid to speak up for Jesus Christ, we are being canceled. And it's no wonder that so many Christians are doing this because the pastors in America are doing this. Evangelical pastors, 9 out of 10 evangelical pastors. I'm, talking about, I'm not talking about the apostate pastors, or the non-gospel preaching pastors. Evangelical pastors, 9 out of 10 believe that the Bible speaks to the moral issues in the United States today. Speaks to that lightning rod, homosexuality, abortion. Those are lightning rods, but it's a lot bigger than that, right? But believe that the Bible speaks to it. 9 out of 10 believe that. Only 1 out of 10 preaches it. One out of ten pastors is preaching, applying the word of God to the moral issues in our country. One out of ten. What have they done? They have been canceled. Those pastors pastors have been canceled. They are functional false teachers, and their people are sheep being led to the slaughter. They're going to be completely oblivious. They don't even know the Antichrist. There is an Antichrist, much less watch out for them. They're going to be completely oblivious to what is going to hit this country soon, this planet soon. It's already happening right now. We've allowed... The church has been canceled in America. That's why the country's a mess, because the church has allowed itself to be canceled. Will we let our fear cancel our faith? Or will we be like the apostles who stand up to the canceled culture and share Jesus Christ and live in the power of the Holy Spirit? The canceled culture has been trying to cancel Jesus Christ, the gospel of Jesus, for two thousand years. It started with the Rome and the persecutions. It went to the Inquisition. It went to the French Revolution. Study history. It, the, then it was the, the Muslims, and then the Communists, and now the Muslims again. And then the cancel culture here. And then it's, wait you see in the book of Revelation, the Tribulation, how they try to cancel Christians. They're going to do it the, the, the permanent way. It's going to be brutal. But it won't work. you And mark my words, because I'm just going to quote Jesus, you can't cancel Jesus Christ or his word you cannot cancel Jesus mark 13:31 jesus said heaven and earth will pass away but my words will never pass away and it never has. All the others are gone. But he, his word is still there. The power of the Holy Spirit is still there. Jesus is the one who's going to do the canceling. And it will be soon in the book of Revelation. And I hope you get on the horse and get you know, listening to this. But listen to Revelation. You want to see who's going to do the canceling? Revelation 19. Verse 11. I saw heaven standing open, and there before me was a white horse whose rider is called Faithful and True. With justice he judges and makes war. His eyes are like burning fire, and on his head are many crowns. He has a name written on him that no one knows but he himself. He is dressed in a robe dipped in blood, and his name is the Word of God. The armies of heaven were following him riding on white horses and dressed in fine linen, white and clean. Out of his mouth comes a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations. He will rule them with an iron scepter. He treads the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God Almighty. On his robe and on his thigh he has his name written, King of Kings. And Lord of Lords. When Jesus comes again, It won't be as a suffering servant. It will be as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And he's going to do all the canceling. All the canceling. Are we prepared for the second coming? Did you know that's what communion is all about? Being ready for the second coming of Jesus Christ. That's why we celebrate it. Did you realize that? 1 Corinthians 11, here we go, into communion. Paul says, For I received from the Lord but I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after, the, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. That's why we take the Lord's Supper. To remember that Jesus died for us. He gave his body and blood, and that's why we have the the, the bread is the body, remembering the body, and the, the the grape juice there is remembering the blood of Jesus Christ that he gave for us on that cross. But it's remembering what he did and remembering he's coming again. Coming again. We take it a little bit differently now because of COVID, you, most of you already grabbed a little pack, or if you didn't, during the... The closing song, you can go up and grab one of the little packets on the back table there. And you just, when you're ready, you can take it by yourself or with your family. And just remember the body of Christ, the blood of Christ. Uh, The only reason why you shouldn't take it, two things. One is, if you've never put your faith in Jesus Christ, you've never given your life to him, don't take it. Don't take the Lord's Supper in an unworthy way. But I hope you do. I'm going to pray in just a moment. You're going to have a chance to do that. Anybody can take it. The second reason why we shouldn't take it is if there's some sin in our life that we will not surrender. I'm not saying there's sin in your life because none of us could take it. We could save ourselves a lot of time, right? But no, it's something we're not willing to say, God, I need your mercy and grace. Forgive me. Help me. If there's something you won't surrender, then just wait till the next time. But, I, but once again, You can. It's a prayer way. It's a confession away. It's a repentance away of taking the Lord's Supper. If you've never put your faith in Jesus Christ, this is the day to do it. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. You can put your faith in Jesus right now. I'm going to pray in just a moment. You can put your faith in Jesus right now. Giving your life to Jesus, you can do that now. I'm going to lead you in prayer in just a moment. And as Christians, how about us? Are we living transformed? Are we conforming? Are we living transformed lives? Transform lives. Romans 12, to 2 Therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Are we, are we conforming and being canceled, or are we transformers, sharing the gospel of, in the power of Jesus Christ? Father, we, as we come to this time of prayer and we come to this time of communion, we ask that your Holy Spirit would move in a powerful way, a powerful way in each of our lives. Lord, if anybody has not put their faith in you yet, that but they're hearing the gospel, maybe for the first time, Lord, I pray that this would be the day, this would be the moment they give their life to Jesus. You know, who, who, if you are in that place You can put your faith in Jesus right now. Simple but powerful prayer of faith. God, I repent of my sin. Anything in my life that goes against what you want in your word for me, I repent. I ask you to forgive me. Because I'm putting my faith in Jesus. His death on the cross for me. His resurrection from the dead to give me a brand new life. I put my faith and hope and trust in Him. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son. That whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. I want that life, God. I give my life to Jesus. If you have prayed that prayer of faith, something amazing has happened. Your sin has been washed away by the blood of Jesus Christ. You have a brand new life through Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit is living inside of you. Your life will never be the same. You can now commune, not just communion this morning, but commune with God anytime as your Father in Jesus' name. Through Jesus. I want to encourage you to, if you've taken that step of faith, to take communion today and to let somebody know. Maybe have a friend or family member, tell me on the way out, tell somebody so that we can encourage You and be excited for You and help You grow. Father, for the rest of us, I just pray that we would be transformed by this time of communion. That would be a time to remember to live for Jesus because He's coming for us soon. Anytime. I pray that we would not allow ourselves to be silenced But we would speak the truth in love, willing to suffer any consequence to do that. But we're going to need Jesus. We're going to need grace for this. We're going to need communion. In Jesus' name.